Let's see writing a 500 word article on a specific topic of your choice in under 30 seconds. What about writing a LinkedIn article that makes you look like a world-class expert on a topic you know nothing about in under 30 seconds? All this and more is possible with artificial intelligence. In this episode, we talked to Suzette Bailey, who's an expert at creating the AI platforms that help us write copy and lots of it quickly. And best of all, each piece her platform produces is original. It would pass any plagiarism software test and can be generated in seconds. Hello, I'm Bernadette, and this is a podcast for those who want to be copywriters and for those who already are copywriters, but just need a bit of a motivational kick or a little bit of a pick-me-up. Now, before we launch into our episode today, let me share with you a bit of feedback we had from one of our podcast listeners. Now, Rebecca Longney is not only a podcast listener, but she's a student in my Copywriting Essentials course. And this is what she had to say about both. I listened to the podcast and loved learning about the world of copywriting from Bernadette. I completed a Copywriting Essentials course and was impressed with the structure of the course and how practical it was. The course content was really engaging and Bernadette's feedback was so encouraging and constructive. I loved the assignments and had a blast completing them. The course has reinforced my belief in myself and my abilities. Well, thank you, Rebecca, for sharing that feedback with us. That's exactly what we aim to do. Now, maybe you're just dipping your toe into the copywriting waters, or maybe you're already doing one of our copywriting courses and want some ongoing support. So if you do, take a look at Copy Club. This is the community for copywriters who want to fast track their success, get access to ongoing training and events, find new job opportunities and attend a range of webinars on everything from pricing to pitching to promotion and much more. So check out copyclub.com.au. Now, unless you've been living under a tree, you know that artificial intelligence is changing the way we live, but it's also changing the way we write copy. And the person to tell us about it all is Suzette Bailey, the co-founder of simplemarketing.ai, one of the most ingenious AI content writing platforms on the market. Suzette Bailey, we are talking about AI and copy. And you've got an amazing website that's enabling people to actually get AI-generated copy. And by the way, AI for everyone is artificial intelligence. So maybe, Suzette, tell us a little bit about your your wonderful platform and how it came to be. Well, I'll, I'll turn the questions around first because it probably gives you, it's great to sort of start with how it came about and that's sort of what it then, what it does. Um, I actually was really, really bad at content marketing and uh, I, I, for a number of years, I had uh, been working um, with the Australian Federal Government um, and pretty much been a bit lazy with my marketing because I had a, a client that knew what I did very well. Uh, when I tried to convert what I knew to the small business and entrepreneur mark, I bombed um, completely. So what I found is that by really understanding you know, the, the difficulties of a small business and entrepreneur um, trying to move online and particularly now with, with all of the, the struggles that people are having with uh, being forced online, that there was a really a need uh, to be able to help people in this area. But for a number of years, I didn't know how. So this is with, with the sort of how AI has actually advanced. There's a technology now called natural language um, processing AI. What that actually means in real terms just means that it actually understands how we speak. So we can say to it, write me a Facebook post, and it knows what that means. 
questions. It's not writing you know, code as we normally have to do with an AI. Um, so our platform, what it does is actually literally writes a blog post or a Facebook post or LinkedIn post for you in under a minute using only a few keywords because it does understand language. And so we can give it language and it writes now pretty much indistinguishably from a human as your first draft. Mm, amazing. I have been fortunate enough to see this up close and I've also um, shown it to a number of people in some training events and the overarching response I get is wow. And I think what the wow factor is, Suzette, is that people expect it to be kind of machine-like, but it's not. It's incredibly personal. It's first-person, conversational, lots of jargon. And, you know, people just aren't expecting that from a machine. So talk to us about how it works, because I think the perception is that it drags it from other websites, you know, other pieces of content. So it's not technically original, but that's not the case, is it? No, um, this particular technology is actually what's referred to as a generative AI. So it actually generates the content pretty much the same as us humans. When we when we learn something, we consume content and then we adapt that content when we write a new piece of content. So the AI is pretty much working the same way. It's consumed the entire internet. So it understands the relationship between information um, and so, for instance, an example, I actually did a, um, a, a LinkedIn post for somebody as a demo where we use the words corporate uh, culture and innovation strategy. And it actually wrote a piece on diversity in corporate culture because it understood the relationship between corporate culture and diversity were strongly correlated topics. So what it does is it, yeah, so it writes this content as very similar in a lot of ways to what we do by using the information it has already been fed. So it's not using the same way as we don't use um, a template or something like that when we're writing a, an original piece, but we still use it based on, or we create it based on our actual knowledge. It's doing a similar things. It's mimicking the, type, the same kind of process. Yeah, so I think one of the questions that comes up um, is plagiarism you know, and I know you've got a response for that, but what, what do you say to people when you say, is this plagiarizing because it's, it's being taken from other parts of the internet, but that's not quite correct either. So maybe just maybe speak to that concept of, is it plagiarizing? Look, the same way as it's not plagiarizing that you base your your information on your knowledge of a particular topic and you write, write create new content, the same thing. This is creating new content. Um, so it will be based on the same topics and same concepts from other work, but it is original content. And as such, it will actually pass any plagiarism software as long as the content is of over about 50 words. Um, under 50 words, you may occasionally find that the same string of words gets put together, not because it's um, it's copying or it's being templated, just because it's physically impossible to put, you know, sort of a number of words together and get something that actually makes sense. Um, it's actually so um, sort of such an uh, interesting technology in that things like universities and schools may actually have to start to reevaluate how they do assignments and things because ultimately even though you're still taking responsibility and ownership of the content and the person in all of this is still critical uh, it actually is writing such unique content that it will actually satisfy plagiarism requirements and as such 
creates a problem for people such as uh, schools and um, universities that actually rely on completely original human generated content. Wow. I haven't thought about that. So, but before we go there, because that's absolutely fascinating, I just want to just make sure people truly understand what, what's happening in, in your platform, because I've, I've seen it in operation a few times now. So I'll just, and you've said it nicely, but I'll just say it one more time. What you do is you go in and you pick your blog post or you pick a LinkedIn post or you pick an email, you pick the medium of your choice, you click on that, uh, a button or a, a, a window comes up and you can put in your keywords. And as you said, it might be innovation or diversity, or it might be, you know, how to find copywriting clients, um, you know, five mistakes people make with their websites, any kind of content you want. And then literally within 30 seconds, uh, it's generated at least three pieces of 500 words each. And each of them have a headline, you know, it's it's written as if it's from a human. It's quite incredible to witness. So let's just get that clear so everyone knows truly what's happening, which is fascinating. But let's talk about that um, that issue because if if a children or you know high school kids uh, can use this platform, and teachers don't really know that it's being generated by an AI bot, which they won't. What, what does that mean, you know, in terms of anyone producing any kind of original content that's, what is original anymore? Look, and this, I think, comes back to the crux of the message where I said that the human is still important. Firstly, um, addressing the school one straight up. Uh, this particular AI is tightly controlled and the access to it is tightly controlled. So um, the particular organization that actually create um, created the AI called OpenAI, and we we are a lot um, use our platform sits on their AI or that AI comes into it. They make sure that it's it's used ethically. So there's some very strong um, issues around that. And there's a particular case study that re- recently came out around AI Dungeon um, about uh, sexual content being you know generated within the actual gpt3 which is the technology and them having to actually take some steps around that so it is very tightly controlled in that respect but the reality is that even though open ai is actually um then uh, actually tightly controlling this particular ai technology doesn't stay static as we know and it's likely that ones in the future that this technology is going to is going to even improve to even beyond where we are now, but it's going to um, evolve. Now the thing with it is then is we could stick our heads in the sand and go, okay, well this is not going to happen. But the reality is that it is, and I think it's about changing the viewpoint. Ultimately, it's not about you know who creates the first draft. It's about who actually takes ownership and validates the information and edits the information and then send, puts that in. So in the case of a student going to a school, they, a student will still be taking responsibility for ensuring that the information that's being generated by this technology is actually accurate, reflective of what the actual assignment is. So they're still take, they're, they're still the one in control of the information. So I think that's probably, it's going to definitely take some uh rethinking about how they handle this um, and how they deal with it from a governance perspective. But I think it's ultimately still individual student is still taking responsibility. Mm. Now, I have a question when I saw it in operation. And let's say you put the same keywords in uh, on you know, 10 o'clock in the morning and you get your five, you know, your 500 word piece. And then you do it again at 12 o'clock. Would you get the same content if you use exactly the same keywords? You wouldn't. 
You would. You wouldn't even get the same content if you press the. You wouldn't. Would oh, not. Would. Okay. Even if you did it immediately afterwards, it it creates unique content each and every time. And in fact, you can once you've actually developed a set of keywords and key phrases that work for the particular topic, uh, you can actually continue to use that set of um, keywords. Well, indefinitely, but obviously you probably don't want to talk on that topic always um, as many times as you like because it will create and generate new content each and every time and it will bring in different concepts each and every time. So one of the things I've, um, I, having done this a few times with people, what we found is also that it, it, it helps to generate additional ideas of other topics related to that initial topic that you're talking about that you may then also want to actually um, expand on and actually have content created as well. Mm, that's good. So what about copywriters listening? Uh, and one of the questions I got when I mentioned this uh, a little while back was, will this replace us? Um, what, what's your response to that, Suzette? I actually think it's more an enabler, um, not a replacement. Is it going to replace the really, really bottom end um, people who are, you know, sort of your, you know, fortunately the ones who are sort of a few dollars an hour overseas? Probably because it, it is going to, but the general sort of the copywriters who are, who are skilled. I mean, this is, you spend uh, a huge amount of time and effort actually learning your particular skill. And that is in itself something that it is an art in itself. So part of what I I've come back to is the human is still critical in this mix. And part of actually what this is doing is just getting you to the first draft. So then the techniques and the experience that a copywriter brings to the table is then able to be ex um, expanded on or that particular content. So what it is ultimately is a productivity tool, both either for a copywriter or a business owner, and the ability to actually extend and adapt that content to yourself and to a particular topic that you're interested in comes from the skill of the copywriter. And I think that's always going to be something that's uh, critical is to have that human uh, inter or human component as well as that experience is very important as well. Yes, I, I think you're right in the sense that it's, it's always going to take someone to, to have some overview or oversight as to does this piece of content do what it needs to do? And I think what this platform does so well, it just generates, as you say, the first draft, gives you some really good, strong, raw material to play with. But from then, the human does need to get involved. So maybe let's talk to you about how your background, what led you, you talked about being with the government, but what, how did you discover this, this technology and what made you think, you know, you're the person to bring this to, to market? Well, as I mentioned before, part of it was because I really bombed at writing content myself. I'm actually originally, um, I have a degree in genetics and biochemistry. So I was trained to actually write in the third person. So I, and then working with the government for, for quite a long time. Uh, as you can imagine, my, my language, although was good for writing reports, was not particularly fantastic at writing uh, content for marketing my business online. So I actually found that uh, a number of years ago when I tried to do that conversion across, I could do a six-figure deal with the government, but I couldn't sell a $500 course and it was absolutely devastating me. So I actually really had a fundamental understanding of how difficult it was for you know, small businesses and entrepreneurs in this area. 
But the other thing that I also do, as you probably also gathered, is that uh, I'm a bit of a, a geek in, um, in this area, is that I love uh, technology and I love um, learning. So I always keep across a range of these things and artificial intelligence always in, in, interested me because I, I could see how we could actually start to use it and bring it in to improve our productivity. My background in working with the government was really in making complex systems simple and improving productivity and, uh, and that type of area. So this was always something that was very close and dear to my heart. So once the AI technology got to a point where it could write pretty much indistinguishably from humans, I was able to then take that experience that I had learnt um, from experiencing it with uh, trying to get online myself and also the my deep understanding of you know, how to use information and all that sort of thing and bring the two together. Um, so that's sort of how Simple Marketing came about. Great. And what sort of challenges are you finding in the launching of this new business? There's a, there's a number of challenges. The first one is that uh, it's not the first time I've heard AIs. Um, I hear that quite a, that phrasing quite frequently, um, and it's one of the reasons why in our platform we've tried to be very uh, friendly and, and humanise the, the AI because ultimately AI is a tool, and like any tool, it can be used well and it can be used badly. Uh, so there's nothing. You know, it's it's about embrace embracing the change and, and working with it as opposed to it having been done to us. The yeah so. That's where I sort of find um, that, you know, I, I love this area and I love geeking out on it. And who do you think is the, uh, a user of your platform? What kind of people do you think would benefit from using your platform? Main, the Look, ultimately, the, the sort of getting to the first draft of the content, a lot of people can use. And we're, we're finding that we're getting um, a lot of uh, small businesses, entrepreneurs, um, helping, you know, sort of wanting to jump on and, and that's well. We're also looking at the areas like copywriters and people who are wanting to fast track uh, the work that they're already doing. So as I mentioned, that productivity side is always a big, big aspect. But interestingly enough, we're also getting, um, we're working with some of the bigger end of town around Transform, transforming some of their content. Because um, for instance, we're talking to one of the universities around taking their very complicated and detailed research papers and converting them into, uh, or at least doing the first draft of an article that is, you know, that could be read by a 12 year old. So getting past that. And another one was also um, doing a similar thing with legislation for um, lawyers, you know, people who are traditionally not very good at um, writing, at least getting it to a point where it can then be passed over to a copywriter to be uh, made uh, something that could actually be, uh, be very effective for people to read. Mm, interesting. It, is there a functionality on the platform that you can input existing content and, and have it revise it for you or um, rework it or provide it back in a different tone? Is there any other facility like that? We have, um, we are able to put that in place in the, the, the 
online shared platform we haven't actually made it available because it's a pretty specific use case we can actually uh, provide that in our separate instances for organizations so say for instance if one of the copywriters was working with a, um, a larger organization that had a lot of content that they were and it was very specific and there was a distinct voice to that organization that needed to be that the copywriter needed to write in then um, we can actually set up a separate instance specifically for them that we use content and examples from that particular organization with their their voice but we can also put in content um put in uh things and the content type for anyone who's is where is something like creating a linkedin post or creating a blog post or changing content um, that you just mentioned so yes we absolutely can do it um we just don't provide it in the actual uh, shared environment because it's not something everybody you know like a small business owner for instance needs but we can absolutely set it up for anyone that needs it mm, interesting so where do you think this is going Suzette you know if you were to sort of predict one three five years ahead in terms of this particular technology where's it going do you think Well, I think we're only just scratched the surface. Um, it's one of those things where we still, you know, ultimately this technology is only limited by the human imagination. And, and this is where I come back to the um, humans are absolutely critical still in the mix. And I think the magic happens with the intersection of humans and AI technology, not one or the other. Um, although obviously humans themselves are very extremely creative without AI, we are definitely able to fast track things with AI. So where is it going? I think we're going to get, we're going to find more and more technology um, use or more and more opportunities to use it to essentially fast track and do the grunt work for us in a lot of areas. Um, in regards to this, in, in, in regards to uh, natural language processing AI or the, the, the AI types that are used in this particular case, I think it's going to become more uh, streamlined in how we interact with it, you know, things like picking up a phone and being able to say, um, you know, to create me a blog post on this particular topic. And then when you next log in, it's all ready to go. Uh, having that much more just in time, having things where like the engagement or the usage of that content is actually assessed by other AI and then fed back into the, the generation process. So you're now creating content that is more relevant to that particular audience because you know that that's the, that's the type of content that they're actually engaging with. So I think over time we're going to find that uh, that we're going to start to bring together a number of different AI technologies to make a pro or in help us with an entire process and not just one component of it. Mm, interesting. Well, Suzette, I've, I've really enjoyed playing with your platform. I think it's fantastic. I think it's a bit of a game changer for a lot of people. And uh, maybe you could tell us about how people can get in touch with you. Yeah, absolutely. So there, can go to simplemarketing.ai. Um, they can. Uh, we have a free forever account. They can also contact uh, through yourself, Bernadette, because uh, you've been working with this as well. And just actually uh, <clears throat> go there. Down, create a, your own free account initially. Have a play with it, and then uh, if it's finding that it's actually working for you, then look at upgrading to one of the paid accounts where you can get some more um, credit. 
and also more functionality. Awesome. And people can get some free credits if they look at the show notes and link through there. So that's a nice way to get started. So if they do become a, a paid member. So Suzette, thank you so much for uh, sharing with us this amazing technology. Good luck with it. I wish you all the best. Thank you so much for having me. It's been a pleasure. In closing, I think what we've learnt and heard here is truly revolutionary. And it does call into question, what is an original idea now? What does creativity really mean? And what is the true nature of thought leadership? And perhaps more importantly, what does it all mean for us copywriters? Well, I think we can see this in two ways. The reductive way is to say, we're all going to hell in a handbasket. We'll all be out of work. The robots are taking over. I prefer to see it differently, not because I want to, but because I have to. If we don't accept this pace of change and embrace it, it will overtake us and leave us spluttering in the dust. I prefer to see AI platforms like this as an opportunity to help us get that first draft done, get that grunt work on the page, and then we can use our finesse and skill as a copywriter to turn that lump of raw content into a finely crafted piece of copy that engages and entertains and educates. And AI will help us get to that point a lot quicker. And I think that's got to be a good thing. So don't forget to check out copyclub.com.au and join our wonderful community of copywriters from all around the world so that you can stay up to date with how to find clients, how to price your work, how to automate your marketing and much more. Visit copyclub.com.au. And if you like this podcast, please take a moment to leave a review on Apple Podcasts. As always, I'll leave you with my thought of the day. Now, I don't know if you know this, but... Scientists have discovered another deadly pathogen. Yes, it's called the peekaboo virus. Anyone discovered having the peekaboo virus in their system will be sent directly to ICU. And my writing tip of the day, start writing no matter what. The water does not flow until the faucet is turned on. Thank you. All the best. Take care. Bye-bye.